Welcome back to class, everybody. It feels like it's been a long time since our last episode. Right. It's This has been a very long week for me, specifically. Yeah. Well, I felt like during the work week, it was pretty quick. And then for some reason now, it seems like time has you know, I slowed down. It slowed. Maybe we are evolving as professors, as human beings, and perceiving time in a, I don't know, more slowed fashion. Maybe we are becoming. I, I think know. it's it's weeks when I've watched a lot of anime. I feel like I can look back and be like, yeah, I watched fifty episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I did accomplish something, whether it be important <laughs> or not. You know, that's a different story. I accomplished a thing. Oh shit! <laughs> I accomplished a thing. Um, I think I think the other thing is I had a lot of you know a lot of my uh, longtime friends we we connected this week so oh that's right that's cool you know uh, like people you don't talk to very often but they're like you're you know you never you don't skip a beat right when yeah, you come yeah, back and exactly. hang out I, those are good friends to hold on to but uh, yeah I talked to a bunch of them this week so I guess maybe it feels like all that time that was a we've been away or whatever and finally kind of a call came yeah, crashing yeah. in. <laughs> You would seem to have, like, what I achieved this week is destroy my bowels. And I say that because I had a chicken sandwich wars from five different fast food places to finally get to the heart of who has the best chicken sandwich. And <laughs> honestly, KFC in that heat took it hard. What? Like, yeah, no, like, buying away the best of the five we did. And <laughs> what the f- I know, I know. This is a lie. This it's, is a this public a shaming. No, this is... Well, you know what? Chick-fil-A had a really bad showing, man. Like, really bad showing that So that's day. the thing. You could just have, like, a really bad, you know, entry into their their lineup, like, on the specific day. And, and then the it's like, consistent, you're fucked. Consistency is important. Consistency... Well, they are extremely <laughs> consistent. Bring just your might have been one time that it was, like, just so happened to be the time you're doing a chicken sandwich freaking... Right. Eat off. Exactly. Well, that's on them. If they're not going to bring their A game every day, right. it's not my pleasure. It's a disservice to right, me, right. to America, to it's the world. It's still their pleasure, though. It's, this seems They still have my money. I mean, you that's pay fine. <laughs> you I, did I'd pay, pay So it is their pleasure. Their wallets are lined with my money, and they, they showed up C-minus material. Yeah. Not great. Not great. But I'll Sad. tell you what. It's been super freaking hot recently. Yes. And I don't know, because like... A lot of people say there's a lot of like global warming and stuff going on, but it hasn't felt as hot as in the past years. Sure. But squelchingly hot for 90 degrees. You God, know? it is, again, summer in full swing. And we said a couple episodes ago that we would have sad boy summer energy. The show we're talking about today... It certainly it lives up to the name. It certainly lived up to sad boy summer energy. And that is not to say it's not a good show. It's anything. It's fantastic. It's great. It's full of depth. And there's a lot to unpack in this show. Ethan, what are we talking about today? We watched from this season yeah. the 86. Yes. And A1 also, pictures. N- yeah. Numerals and in words. Yeah. 86. 86. 86. But it's, just, it's called 86. But A1 pictures known for Sword Online, Fairy Tale. Um, help me out. Seven Deadly Sins, I think they got under their belt. So, you know, some big name stuff. And uh, this... This show, it's it's a thinker, man. It's definitely not a popcorny kind of thing. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird show where it's extremely reductive. Like, there's yeah. nothing like particularly new. It feels like, po- even the style yeah. doesn't feel super new. Like, 
like I would say any of the like action scenes with their like little Gundam things. Exactly. Yeah. Feels yeah. like a, like Attack on Titan because they're like flying around with their little like Omni grappling yeah. hook thing Exactly. Doing like all these weird things. It's very much humanity on the brink. Feel you know all all out international war from this kind of faceless threat. Kind yeah. of faceless, but we will get into that. Um, what you have on your hands here is mech military uh very political and you know centers around a lot of themes of the kind of ills of society i mean to its full to when uh enacted to its fullest degree um so what do we like what do we got here we have we have a nation yeah it's kind of an interesting scenario where you've got this republic Mm mm-hmm um, and all the people that live there are ethnically called Alba. Alba, yeah. All descendants of a certain Jessica is how I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... All Jessica Alba. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> they all have like white hair and like... Blue eyes. It almost looked like silvery eyes, but that's not the point. Sure. Um, but yeah, very reminiscent of a certain Reich that we all know of. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the idea was essentially that this republic supposedly has this autonomous military yes. that is taking out this other autonomous military called right. the Legion. Yes. In which case you you do scratch your head and you're like, why is anyone fighting anything here? Yeah, what what is actually happening? Because you are fed at the beginning, no casualties, this technological marvel of a strike force of this this propaganda exactly no fatalities right we are ethic like we're ethically not involved in this in any capacity and you could sleep at night citizens of the republic knowing that we are fighting a just war in the most just way and you very quickly find out not all not all true not all true actually well, actually, none of it's pretty none of much it's, none true. of it's true at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, this show seems to be—it's kind of like I'd say a juxtaposition of like the opulence of the you know the I don't know the what you would call anointed people or something like that That's of the a, Republic. Yeah, good way to put it. Yeah, and these eighty-six, which are a apparently ethnic group, they're they're kind of like everyone who's not that, right? Yeah, everyone who's not an Alba is grouped up in the face of this other autonomous threat, the Legion, from a neighboring state, they had they had kind of unanimously decided to split the Republic into 85 districts to house the proper people, quote-unquote, and the people that were on the outside, the lesser, are the 86. And turns out the autonomous isn't exactly autonomous because... They're having the 86 do all the dirty work. Right. Really the ones shouldering the cost of war against these uh, these other robots, which I found to be very, very a, a nuanced take on an enemy, right? That the enemy is painted to be this faceless thing, right? Because we kind of get this throwaway line. And this this one one thing I got to say before we go even deeper, this show is so fucking good about showing and not telling. This world feels very, very realized in my mind. Yeah. Um, very lived in there. The exposition is beautifully paced with showing things, 
details on the side like they like um one of our main characters elena is kind of in school and they say that they think that the threat that the legion was born from this other state was taken out by said threat years ago years ago and that's a very interesting thing to just have in the world so they're not even fighting another nation anymore that's gone yeah it's kind of this weird like skynet type situation where the people that created skynet they die off but skynet kind of continues on yes must protect nation beep boop (laughs) yeah but what they're kind of the insinuation, I mean, this is sort of spoilery type stuff anyways. This, so. this is going to be hard to talk about without spoilers, even off the rip. Um, we'll do our best to keep it minimal. But, you know, you this show, the way it's paced is so good, but you're getting drops left and right, even from the beginning. So, yeah, yeah Spoiler City, Spoiler City USA. But it, I, d- I do want to say it really isn't about this conflict. It isn't. Like at all. Right. Almost. That's the vehicle for the themes, but it's right. not really the themes itself, right? Um, I would say the true themes here are about societal prejudice and what happens when a society is kind of allowed to be duping itself into enacting a prejudice to this degree, right? Yeah. Um, because ever all the Albas seem to sleep at night. They've been indoctrinated that the uh, the autonomy of these weapons can be justified because they don't see the 86ers as humans. Right. And it's, I think, you know, when you watch a show like this, you have to be, you know, somewhat reminded of what happened mm-hmm. during World War II. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the the big bad Germany at the time. Exactly. Um, of course, these guys are using them as essentially fodder for this military, whereas that wasn't really the case in Germany. Right. Yeah. But, to the same effect, really, like mm-hmm. to the extermination of the, you know, quote unquote other in this scenario. Right. Um, so, I mean, this is a heavy, heavy show and, and it gets progressively more heavy, like as you, you know, yeah. pile drive toward episode 11, another kind of weird ending. Yeah. We, um, we haven't had an 11 episode season, I think, since Balance Unlimited. Right. If I think correctly. So it's it's a quick season. Like. But it, it won't feel quick. This show is the equivalent of a very, very dense cake, almost. Like, to eat it all in one sitting is a very taxing endeavor, I found, at least. Yeah, I mean... This is... Uh, I mean, and the themes are thick. The, the themes are thick, but the way they portray them are even thicker, because it is so beautifully paced and written. But what they're talking about, in very plain terms, is you know, something that is kind of intrinsically baked into humanity. And I think there's a very interesting line that some guy in a cynicism says humanity wasn't ready for freedom and equality. I don't yeah. think we ever will be. So that's a leader of the Republic forces. Yeah. Says. Yeah. And uh, happens to be the uncle of our kind of our main person, uh, Lena, for most of the show. When it comes to these, the, the 86ers, they have a quote unquote handler kind of eyes in the sky a little right. bit. And Lena, who is the youngest person ever to be made into uh, a major, she one aesthetically, she's got real as death vibes. But like, yeah, she's like <laughs> if if as death is like a Pokemon evolution, this one Lena is the one prior. I think she's the baby. Pokemon yeah, she's the baby version, version of <laughs> yeah, and as death is the mega evolution, right? <laughs> Literally, that's what the it goddess feels. evolution, the goddess evolution. Yeah, unlocks when you get to level one hundred, baby. That's what you get. <laughs> um, but Lena is kind of this, um, how would you describe her? She's very idealistic, right? At least at first. 
Yeah. I don't know. She's pretty hard to describe. I mean, she's like, I guess, the one person that seems to have a conscience in the entire... Um, Republic. Republic. But, yeah. But also... I mean, she's been raised differently than, I guess, most of these people. Like, her father was apparently very, um, I guess, pro-86 and, and not wanting to basically proclaim them as not human and That's stuff like right. that. yeah. And so that kind of, you know, obviously snuck in to her psyche mm-hmm. and kind of formed the way that she would act the rest of her career. But it, it is interesting, you know, she's a handler just like all these other people who are talking directly with these uh what do they call them uh processors yeah Yeah, processors processors. yeah which is a funny way of creating you know this distance or this like this idea that these are just machines out there right they and again the show in very in very creative and subtle ways like it knows the audience watching this aren't dumb right you can there's a lot of inference going on but these logical leaps are not leaps at all. They're literally right. like very there. It's very well balanced where there's moments where um someone says uh in, in the first battle she has with this company called Spearhead, which is like the best of the best of 86ers. They will like they will send 86ers out to do their dirty work. And if they don't die, they always kind of find their way here into this squad. Right. right? So you're you have the baddest of asses in this squad. But in the first battle, after a life was lost, one of them freaked out on her and said, again, something very nuanced. Like, you can sit here and pretend like you're a saint all day and care, but I can't help but notice you never ask for our real names. You right. never ask for that. You don't see us as human. You like to think you do. And But the thing is, she doesn't shy away from that realization. She takes it in. She's like, holy shit, you're right. That's how deep this indoctrination goes, even if I want to be idealistic and better, right? You can't run from it sometimes. It's very yeah, interesting. I, but I mean, I do think it's probably, you know, a little bit of a self-defense mechanism for these ALBA. Yeah. You know, I, you, you don't never want to make excuses for these people that are essentially creating, you know, a genocide on, on this earth. But it's, Yeah, right. But, you know, if you're not going to fight your own war and you're going to force these people to do it, the only way to really sleep well at night is to basically think of them as nothing but, you know, yeah, soldiers. Pigs, pigs or, as they call them. Which is really fucked up, That's of course. Pretty fucked. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you. Oh, no. Do you? No, no. <laughs> this could do not you, go worse. Do you think everyone kind of, were they truly lied to and ignorant? Or did they just make peace? When they say this is autonomous, everyone kind of knows it's not. Because... I'm thinking of the scene where uh, Lena's in the classroom. She gets fucking sick of the professor, spills the real guts of the nation right there in the middle of class. And he seemingly knew all of those details. And it got me thinking, does everyone really know that this is going on and they're turning a blind eye or are they truly ignorant? I wonder. So I think for sure all the military people do know. Okay. So the professor may have a... uh, because he was a military, militaristic like academic, essentially, right? right? Yeah. I would say everyone who's in that kind of field knows about it. Yeah, but like the kids, the like regular townspeople, you know, regular commerce people, I do believe that they're kept in the dark completely. Okay, and I don't think that that's all too like 
far-fetched or hard to believe because no, I, I if, believe if that I'm too. not mistaken and I could easily be yeah but during World War II I think a lot of like just random Germans didn't even know these like concentration camps, camps and stuff were happening and I think that's I think this show speaks to those kinds of regimes and the power they and the sway they hold because it's just like in China and North Korea mm-hmm. somebody could be I actually just read a book that had, you know, heavy North Korea themes. Yeah. It was a spy book, but okay, no big cool. deal. No. <laughs> uh, essentially, like, they just tell everyone, like, General Rhee, for instance, uh, he's away on the countryside, you know, taking a nice little Put break. Away on the, went out to the farm. And they yeah. literally are, have him in a labor camp, like, re-education camp, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I think that... But, like... The propaganda is so strong that exactly. just like the average guy is like, oh, I, he, de- he, no, he deserves it. I hope he's having a nice time out there. Yeah. And I, because again, it's a very interesting take on regimes of this style that when, when you dupe the masses and they have a kind of cushy truth that they hold on to that they're being told, why would you want to question something that is seemingly so great? We're winning a war with no casualties. Why would I want? To like, I guess it takes a special kind of person to be willing to uh, accept different because if it's a kind of a convenient, it's a convenient lie. It's a convenient reality for them. And I will say that is one thing I think that could have improved on the show with. Is okay. If it would have been interesting slash cooler if there was like this undertone or this underground group within the Republic that is like going out of their way to try to to raise this human rights concern. Yeah, right. Right, because it seems like almost it, it was too easy for them to just, like, ship all the 86 out completely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, we only hear kind of, like, some modern-day renditions of what happened at the time that, that this war started and this, like, I, I guess the genocide started. And what's so fascinating is because this war only started, like, five or six years prior to when we start the show. Yeah. So there are people that have been, that are obviously many, almost everyone on the show has been alive at least at the time when all this started. One day, these people were living among them in District 1 and then suddenly they're gone and everyone's cool with them being pigs. Yeah. Like, and not all of them are cool with it, but they just kind of accept that as reality if they're kind of a little more knowledgeable. I'm thinking of Annette, um, the scientist chick. Yeah. She... You know, had a neighbor that was. She's the worst character in the fuck her whole yeah. thing. She's she's kind of the worst. But, but I think she did play like that. I guess the foil to Milena. Yeah, which is like seemingly good people can just turn into complete shit bags when when faced with this. I guess the d- decisions they've made in the past, or like you know, this propaganda is telling her this is what's happening. They right. forced her father to do human experimentation, stuff like that. Yeah, dude. And and to protect yourself, like your sanity, like people make up like really weird things like, oh, these, yeah, these aren't humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of buying into the truth is, or buying into it's that lie. It's much easier than trying than, to fight it, right? Well, facing what you've done or what you have, you know, your family has done, right? Yeah. And a lot of this... Oh, atonement is kind of an undertone here in a lot of these situations another good quote from that uncle guy who was leader of the republic forces you know you know hope and despair are both the same thing there's something you want and you can't have it they're just the different sides of that desire and 
Elena, I'm sorry, not Elena, Annette kind of axes out when she makes peace. You can see her when she really goes off the handle is because she recognizes there's nothing I can do. I literally can't, I, I can't change anything. So I just despair. And I just and yet we find out that there's totally stuff she there can is. do. That's the that's the fuck most fucked thing. She man. was like easily the most confusing character to me because she kept Milena around for a long time and kept up this air of them being like best friends, but she right. would continually try to, of course, get her to not care about these guys out in the you know district. Yes, but you know, later on when all this stuff devolves, she essentially says, I hate you. I've always hated you because she's idealistic and because she wants to think of these people as humans. And I think it's because, you know, Annette felt, I guess, judged by the way that Milena was taking this, you know, this genocide. um, She wasn't backing down. Right. Yeah. Or just like trying to, trying to, acknowledge these people as people right whereas and annette had fully bought in to let, letting them be pigs and that's that's the kind of thing is that annette's working in kind of this absolute everyone has to buy the lie just for like it sith. to be reality right just like sith there it is she deals in absolutes but <laughs> lena became because she was breaking down the comfort that the sick kind of comfort that annette found in that lie and being, you know, having to resign herself, she is staring down the barrel of she's doing what I couldn't. And that's why I hate her. So, yeah. And, you know, again, so shockingly nuanced character relations and development there. And like, you know, in part of it, too, is I like Lena is not saying she's not a monster. She's saying that I was part of the problem. I inherently baked in. I think she may have kind of overstretched that a bit, like really self-loathed and pitied and kind of beat herself up a little bit too hard for that shit. But to that end, she's like, you know, you're right. I got to be better. This doesn't start unless we all are better, but I have to start with me. Um, But yeah, I, some of the other themes were pretty big too. I mean, Everyone had this weird, vicious hate for the 86, but the 86 were painted whenever they're on screens. When they weren't fighting, they were almost always having fun. They were the most human characters that seemed to have... Well, at the end of the day, they're pretty much all children. Yeah, right. Um, Which is another kind of aspect that I think is just meant to fully endear them to the audience and be like, how can you send these kids out to fight your war for you, right? Yeah, that's sick. When you have all these adults... You know, getting hammered in the uh, whatever the HQ, the military the Grand Mer, HQ, the Grand Mer. I think it's what it's called. The what? The Grand Mer is what they called that place where they're getting drunk. really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. I, I think. Yeah. Easily missed that. <laughs> um, but and, and there was this. <laughs> There's like very interesting undertone they never like truly explored. Of I figure the saint, whatever her name was, that the original republic was. De- like basically built from yeah what was her name shit saint mercy or something like that almost what saint something like mercy mercedonia or whatever the hell anyway yeah Yeah. but like so there's this religious undertone to this whole thing and then just like essentially not expounded upon really at all except for the fact that they say you know yeah she founded this area and then people out of greed killed her 
Yeah, right. And so I think there's a lot they didn't really have time to explore. I, I wonder how much of this was affected by COVID and like a scheduling issue. Because 11 episodes isn't super um, common. Right. But also, I feel like there's a lot of threads left unpulled from this. It, so I did, I did watch the last episode. I skimmed through it because the last episode in this season is entirely a recap episode. Yeah. But the end, it says season two is coming in October. So we will, I think we will get, I think what you said about COVID is probably right because if they had that much of season two ready and already geared up, yeah, I imagine that was always going to be the plan. They just pushed everything out and just kept working. Um, but I, I, you're right. There's a lot of threads that weren't resolved, but it wasn't in a way that was like, wait, why didn't you touch on it? It's evident that that will be the crux of the next, I think. And well, I'm really I, excited to see that. Yeah, definitely. It's just, to me, it seems like like the Republic really isn't doing much. And they know, like, I, I'm really confused as to whether they are in denial about the fact that they're losing this war or if we are not told specifically what's going on. My spoilers, but here we are. I don't know how deep we are on the episode, but... We're, we're at 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Whatever. So... Spoiler city. Spoiler city. Watch the show. I think it's it, pretty good. It's an eight plus on Mal, and that's always a big hit. And... You you know it's artistically I think gorgeous. It's great, and you will not be disappointed in the amount of you know this is a show written for big brain folk, like really willing to sit down and stare down the the themes of this show. It's not it's not a walk in the park. It's I'll not admit. the faint of heart. It's not for the faint in of fact, heart. I'd say you need a big heart to be oh, able to be empathetic for these guys. He's back, and he's I'm back, big. everybody. But uh. So what what we got here is, I think, door number two of what you said. They're not telling us everything. I think that there was never a war. I think that there was, because there was a nexus point when everything happened, when the new leadership came in, that is when the 86 discrimination became a thing and the Alba exaltation of the Albas was taken up, right? And I think that there this legion might actually have been this country's mistake and they took out another country and now skynet's coming back to bite them in the ass terminator style and they're like shit how do we paint this like we aren't the assholes how do we do this oh wait it's a warring states military might yeah right? that certainly could have a, a a play in in season 2 because it does seem interesting that these like machines, these legion machines, they have this weird thing where they can steal people's brains and essentially like envelop them into Skynet. Yeah, literally that is how <laughs> these things are so advanced. They will make copies of human brains at the very last moments of, of life and then they will use that to kind of act as the central nervous system for the legion thing so i mean there's there's really a lot to talk about here because yeah i thought something that was interesting was this legion was evolving like there would be like new type of mechs you'd see all the time yeah just like randomly show up or like new ultra long range artillery you know blasts yeah but this place doesn't exist anymore like it it's just who's firing this right yeah who's making these things yeah Right? Like all of the Legion are nice, sparkly, like 
really well built. Yeah, right. And then these juggernauts that the Republic is using are just these little garbage They're heap. Ass. They're absolute and trash. So, you know, I think a lot of people in the future of our world would love to be able to make a factory that continues to make things like automatically, right? Sure, yeah. Like an autonomous factory yeah. that autonomously makes new things. Yeah. The, but the problem with that is, and I do hope this is all addressed in season two. Yeah. And this is just a pure engineering, like, I'm oh, here a loser. We go. Yep. Okay. But like, where's the raw materials coming from? Like you can right. you in order to feed a factory, you need mm-hmm. a lot of incoming raw materials. And if this kingdom is gone now, who's doing who's it? doing that? <laughs> right? Is it do really? Make, is it all do they a closed, make minor bots? Is it all a closed loop? Yeah. But what I think is happening because this show is going to loot. There's a big mystery element. I think that you know it isn't the theme, but it's in your face. This mystery element. Where the fuck is the Legion coming from? What is actually going on here? And the only thing I thought the entire show was this is a little too convenient in every aspect. Think about it. You have a army of quote unquote autonomous machines as your enemy that just so happens to need to evolve by taking on human brains, either copies or originals. And we suddenly seem to have a large swath of the population that they're sending in as this autonomous attack force feeding these these robots i just it all just feels a little too convenient right i agree there was something that did feel very convenient about this whole show yeah i don't know if it takes away from it or if it just adds to the mystery because like even to this point 11 episodes in i don't know what the deal is with it yeah and, I- I, and like i guess what i'm most confused about is is there only this one nation left Right, right. Like the maps we see, it'll be like all the districts and then it'll just be like unknown just all the way around this big like blob. So again, I don't think it's necessarily unknown. I think what's happened, seems again, all a little too controlled, right? And if you look at the timeline, right around this, the when the war started is also when that new leadership came over and did the whole Albazar best thing. It all seemed to like, really add up to be this mechanism for you know ill-willed uh progression for the might of this of this republic right it, they, they they have the machines they have the means by which to evolve which is completely inhumane but also a group of people they've convinced the entire population are not even real humans it all seems very well planned this war to be a thing so my theory? Yeah, but why would you make something with the sole intention of it being able to evolve to take you out? Because I don't think it's actually trying to take out the Republic. I think they're trying to bolster up their own uh, their own technology. And they're sending in, they basically... So you have, think Alba's control both sides? Yes. And that their only goal is to eradicate the 86? I think it's to better their militaristic might through the usage of... like, Because think about it. Hey, we just built new technology, but it needs human brains to really kind of pop off, guys. Do you think it would be kind of cool with doing that? Fuck no. Uh, But what if we have unevolved pigmen go out and fight, you know, them for us? And we, you know, they're not really humans anyway. And everyone's like, well, if you put it that way, let's go (laughs) fucking do it. Do, Do we have any kind of people lying around like that? No, guys, hold my beer. 
85 districts, here's the 86, blah, blah, blah. And like, wow, that was so convenient. Let's go get shit-faced in the Grand Mur. <laughs> it all seems so perfect, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, tinfoil hat. Off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that could be an interesting... Again, we don't know. This is just me guessing, but what? So what I was thinking was going to happen. There was this time, this one point where the final five go off into the abyss on their final mission, right? Yeah, and they run into all these old cities that used to exist, like the the uh, they call it like the the first imperial old imperial yeah uh, whatever territory territory. Yeah, yeah. So it's like essentially full cities that just people evacuated yeah like they're not even really that blown up like no it, it's kind of a weird they were eerie in, feeling they were enough intact where they were looking at stores and stuff yeah. that were just had the windows broken out and that's it weird which it's not war-torn very very interesting yeah um and there was this one tunnel yeah what was up with the tunnel that they he kept looking shin kept looking in the tunnel but never like dealt with it really yeah. And I couldn't tell if that's what then led to that one part where that random legion called out to him to come like kill it. Yeah. Couldn't tell if that was part of that whole scenario. I, I think that was the entire scenario. But what I wanted it to be Okay. She was mentioning like a subway station or something like that. I wanted it to be a connected to the actual Imperial Capital, the current one. Yeah. Like subway <sighs> station. Ooh. And that they were like gonna sneak in and just start fucking shit up. Oh, that's what shit. I was thinking was going to happen because it was just weird. Like they were talking about Milena wanting to essentially help them. Yeah. They were talking about, well, we're free now. We can do whatever we want, sort of. Yeah. And I'm like, this would be very interesting if they somehow find a tunnel that leads all the way there. Yeah. It was like a massive, massive tunnel. It was huge. And like, definitely was for transport of something. I think right? that'd be kind of interesting. That'd be dope. And if you heard us say, like, oh, Shin heard that random Legion, it's important to note that. Oh, yeah. She, he can hear them all. <laughs> he can hear them. And so there's some element of supernatural here yeah. for sure. Shin, and we find out later, I think his brother could kind of operate with some limited sense of telepathy where they could kind of talk to each other without, without having to say anything. And I think he can read minds, kind of, but he never can like switch it off. Kind of a, a Professor X situation where you know if he doesn't use his powers to quiet the noise, it'll kind of always be there. Yeah. So um, that was the basis of this system called Para Raid. Para Raid, which which allows essentially these Albas to be able to directly communicate with an entire um, what would you call that battalion? I guess of yeah, your eighty six out on the on the battlefield. You can you can t- essentially take over their hearing, take over their sight and stuff like that to be able to correctly, you know, be a general for the battlefield, essentially, from all the way back in the capital, you know, in the safety of the capital. Yeah, again, kind of adding to that, you know, uh, a distance between the Albas and the 86 actually doing the fighting, but they have this technology, which was actually based on, I think, because... um. Annette's and her family were next door neighbors to Shin back no, in the day. So, because I thought it was that he wanted that he he saw that ability and it intrigued her father, which gave rise to the emergent technology for Pararade. Yeah, but it wasn't Shin's family; it was some other family. Uh, I, I literally so. just watched it. Like me, me too. An hour. That's how Lena got her got Annette to fire off the mortars because she she tricked him. 
No, no, no. Yeah, so yeah. she it, knew that Shin had to be the one that lived next to her. Yes. And but that, that did not have to do with the telepathy of the 86. The guy was saying, the guy was a doctor, her dad, and that's dad yeah. was a doctor, found this mother and children that could essentially talk through telepathy. Yeah. Did experiments or whatever on them. Like like really basic ones. I don't think they were like crazy no, or anything. No, they were more like toys at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And then the government came to them and said, you need to develop this no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it wasn't Shin because they said through the hum- human experimentation, all those people died. So it wouldn't have made oh, sense. Oh, so is, is the implication there that other people may also have this gift? The implication apparently is that eight, some 86 or a lot of them can for some reason telepathy. Hear this? Yeah, they, they can. No, they can talk to each other telep- tele- telepathically. Telepathically, and, and so I think this, for some reason, seems to be like Shin has the ability to uh, telepathically speak to the Legion, who have consumed some eighty six. Yes, because it's an actual human mind. Right. Yeah, and he called them black sheep. So the black sheep are the actual, like the the mindful ones. Where I thought you were calling them shepherds. The shepherds are the ones that have not copies of brains in the final moments, but an actual brain. Like, that's why... Because remember, he was, there was that throwaway yeah, line yeah, of yeah. most 86ers' heads are badly damaged, so they can't really get a full thing. Sure. So that's to, the echo shit. Yeah, that's so they can only really get it in their final moments, but if they had... That's why they're always itching to get a pretty decent USDA choice cut head, <laughs> you know? to That's a shepherd. And that because they have uh, all the computational processing power that they need. So that what that made for kind of one of the bigger twists I think cuz that was really interesting like why would I will uh, say back to the convenience point. Sure, sure. So fucking convenient that all these people have met Shin or one of his relatives in the past. Yes, that web was very strange. Like way too <laughs> convenient. Yeah, cuz remember it's like hey like his last name was Nozen, and uh, yeah. I was like, "Do you know this other guy's name?" Oh, that just happens to be my brother and the guy I've been looking for for the yeah. last five years. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like that? And then like, it just so happens to be a Nets old next door neighbor. Next like door neighbor. what the? <laughs> I was starting to find it pretty hard to believe that all this was like. Yeah. Okay. A bit contrived, right. Mister Chekhov's gun. You but said. Okay. Yeah, because I saw that telegraphed a mile away right that we all saw that one coming but the the idea that i guess shin must have had a special case of this telepathy because he could hear them coming before anyone else could so maybe he's just a little more sensitive to it but the one thing i was waiting for the bomb to drop was why did because every single handler that interacts with spearhead aka shin and the gang Either Undertaker. Quit. Undertaker is his, his, his kind of code name. Um, one guy killed himself after that. Yeah. And I was like, why? Until we kind of found out because she's linking into his mind and he can hear basically the, the screams of pain of all these individuals in their final moments all the time. Right. Like That's, this, this death rattle. Yes. Maddening. 24 7 never gets to stop. And she, that, now I'm like, Oh, yeah, that that could do it. That can 100% do it. Yeah, and um, so that was definitely a very interesting aspect of the show, though, that, you know, Shin is carrying essentially the torch for all these people because he, 
you know, he has these like essentially special abilities allow him to survive a lot of these situations because he can essentially ha- has some level of foresight because yeah. they're literally like all chatting, like all these little bots yeah. are chatting to each other and he can kind of tap in and figure out like, we should hide now so they'll walk past us or I should jump to the left because he's about to shoot to the right, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, you know, so his call sign Undertaker mm-hmm. basically goes back to the fact that you know, as this captain who is surviving beyond all other people, he's the one carrying the torch for all these 86. And any time that there's like somebody that's about to die on the battlefield or has died, he will carry some record of them on with yeah. them. And he will also make sure that the Legion can't get them. Like, he to the them. best of his ability. Right. So in a lot of moments, you'll see that he is the one, they also called him the Reaper, the Shinigami, because... He will put a bullet in, bullet in their heads. So <laughs> yeah, he'll put a bullet in their heads to make sure they're basically you know damaged goods for the legion that they can't be got and they won't get got because he got got. So like I did find it kind of weird that this group of eighty six are being outfitted with military grade weaponry. Yeah, and then they're just like, yeah, I guess we'll go fight. Like, couldn't you just, like, say, ah, fuck these guys, turn around and go attack the Republic? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, the whole time I was thinking, like, it doesn't seem like the Republic has a lot of foot soldiers or protection for them in the yeah. capital. Why don't they just, like... Turn around. Deuces? <laughs> Either just leave or go right back around, like, so what you're telling me is you persecute us to an insane degree and then put us in mechs that you guys don't have? Bad mood, Chief. Because um, it seems like what I think would be a very cool cool aspect to the story would have been, and don't get me wrong, I did really enjoy it, and I thought it was very, very deep. Right. But I think to extend this beyond where it's at, what I think would have been cool is if when those last five survivors were sent on their final recon mission, yeah, they essentially just leave with all the shit that they had, right? Yeah. And go, like, form this other 86 nation. Yeah, pack it up and they go as far as they can go. Well, I'm just, well, they don't have to do that. What I'm saying oh, okay. is they should just go into the unknown region, create their own 86 nation, and then the next group that is sent on this suicide mission, they'll yeah. just, when they get to them, start building up this army of their own people, like the survivors of the survivors. That's actually kind of brilliant. It'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> I yeah. think I think it'd be really cool because then you'd end up with like you know twenty or twenty five of like the top of the top. Yes, and I, I would have liked to have maybe that'd be a nice twist to have seen maybe at the end of this season, or they where, run into another nation. Boom! Yeah, they run it. This has already been going on because again, that's the unknown region. The second they're outside, it's just boo. They go they go dark. Yeah. Um. So basically, that's that would be a brilliant move, and then they could basically get their revenge. It would be like Attack on Titan, right? Where there's yes. this other world, essentially, yeah, right. or other country. We're, you're, you're, when you said reductive, you're right. Because I was getting also kind of a decadence vibe here, too, because of the whole game thing. Kinda. It still might be decadence. Yeah, really. right. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I found... Shins- because it's so convenient, you have to think that there's something else like... There's somebody pulling the fucking strings. Yes, it seems the timing, everything is too perfect. The 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 weird, almost too uncanny symbiotic relationship between 
the expendables that are the 86s and the legion that seem to need brains so um and then the 86 is just being like down to i guess die to the legion yeah that's and that's so weird very confusing and then like why is there no self-destruct feature in these juggernauts so that you're not feeding these fucking legion all these additional powers Right. Just and very, very like is every single eighty six forced to fight, or is this cause there is yeah. that another throwaway line is like they that's how they kinda con you in five years and you're good and you can get yeah. citizenship, which never actually happens. But I don't know, man, like Well, cause remember the lieutenant whatever who was their like uh quartermaster. Yeah. You know, taking care of their juggernauts at the little like Ford operating base. Yeah. His wife and daughter were both conscripted and they already got killed in, in battle. Yeah. So like you'd imagine an older lady shouldn't be in battle and then like a young kid well, shouldn't, young be, kids in shouldn't be in battle. So I mean and it's it's this view of the other side of you know from the eighty sixes perspective because one, this show does an incredible job of really detailing and not shying away from, you know, the real cost of war. I mean, and the other part of it is the most human things seem to come from the 86. And it's this brilliant juxtaposition between how they're painted by the Albas versus their actions. Like the mercy that Shin is kind of giving these 576 individuals, which he counts and never forgets. Very Sukasa. I was going to say Sukasa S. Yeah. But he does them a mercy by allowing them to die and not be, not having to, you know, live out their days as this kind of mech mind. And that's a very human thing, a very hard thing to do. But the, the irony of those painted as not humans seeing each other and behaving in such a way that is very human. And they did, the show does a very good job of that. Um, and how powerful indoctrination by a society can be. Being told that and being comfy with the idea that, yeah, uh, you know what? Yeah, they are pigs. Sure, why not? And my, I get to sleep at night. I get to get drunk. That's cool. But, you know, you often don't get to see the, the afflicted that way on the other side. Um, yeah, I just... I, I need a little bit more information from the show about, like... Like, is it convenient because there's like this subplot? Yeah. Or are they just trying to basically fool themselves enough to where when they get wiped out by the Legion, it's just like, oops. Yeah, know? right. Might be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I do, yeah. Is it like their goal is to just live it up until they get exterminated? Because that could be part of it too. Yeah. and But it may- seems well anti-human to a large degree because isn't it though like you would really want to survive yeah and and to to that end again talking about the convenience of this plot isn't it a little convenient that they're set to only run for six years and in two years they just the legion just stops how the fuck would they know that how would that detail have ever been like they're not they're not just aware of this detail they're banking on it they're like, why are you taking this so seriously? It's only going to be two more years and we're good. Like, well, how the fuck do you know that? It seemed like they were saying that they didn't have like the fuel left to go on past the two years. No, they specifically said they were programmed to, to protect that country for six years. And we are year four into this war. So we're ready. We have just two more years to fight it out and they will shut off. 
Yeah. And maybe and maybe it's a fuel thing, I don't know, but it seems a little bit weird that they know this for a certainty. How <laughs> how? I mean, I guess if you're at if we were at war with somebody that had an autonomous army, you're not going to advertise well, we expiration would, date. I guarantee you we'd have our CIA assets on the ground figuring this shit out, I right? Guess, I guess that's fair. But uh, yeah, and I guess that's probably there there seems to be a real lack of urgency here on their part just kind of let the 86ers do it and ride it out. But there's that It did seem like a lack of intelligence completely though because they didn't know about these ultra long range artillery guys that coming in. Mm-hmm. They didn't know any of these new like types of they didn't know what shepherds were yeah like what the hell is this shit yeah it literally feels like a simulation where they're just trying to like slaughter the 86 as fast as possible again yeah and then then they walk away with you know this battle tested technology that they can now kind of subjugate anyone else around them because that seems to be the alba's thing is just this we're the best subjugate everything else so I, and again, but they're losing so bad. <laughs> they are losing so bad. I'm, it, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't wait for season two just to get some answers as to like. Me too. What's the point of the show? I because guess. why isn't Legion at the doorsteps of the Capitol by now? That they have so many. Yeah. Like think about uh, the Matrix. Yeah. At some point, there were so many of those little octopus fuckers. But yeah, they just right. like go to Zion and they bust through the wall and then they just start <laughs> pouring into Zion. Yeah. You know? What where is that happening here? Like that why should, isn't that happening? That should be happening yeah. here. Again, a little convenient that it's not, right? So the show definitely definitely puts some stuff up in this big kind of web of <laughs> also the artillery strike that they used, yeah. only fifty percent of the shells even exploded. Yeah, didn't they still? It was forty-eight percent. Forty-eight percent. Forty-eight percent were not duds. Yeah. What awful! What an what awful! What army is this? Also, uh, Mileza or whatever her name is, Melina Milzy. Yeah, Milize was in the skankiest officer uniform <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, yeah. is this a complete sham? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely because. Well, that's the thing. It's skimpy because she didn't actually have to go do shit. She just sat in a chair and played her game, essentially. Like, I guess, but like, Jesus was a skanky. And what's weird is, you know who was, you know, her commanding officer was? Her uncle. They weren't actually related. Okay. It was his dad's best friend. Oh, so they called called. Okay, that kind of. Yeah, uncle. yeah. Still, so, uh, <laughs> uncle. Wink, yeah. wink, wink. Yep. But yeah, you could definitely. I'm pretty sure he was the one who signed off on that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is her uniform because we never see anyone else in that uniform. Then again, we didn't see any other female majors. And that f- fuck the Albas. Yeah, yeah. promote uh, women up through military. I guess. <laughs> Hashtag do it for the military. That's definitely the worst thing that happened in the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, again, this all the characters. I fell in love with most of the characters. I really felt for like. When I lost a member of the 86, when I lost a member of Spearhead, I actually felt that. Yeah, I think what was really good about this show is they did a good job of working with only really a few characters, if you think about it. They didn't They didn't overextend themselves, but the ones that were in play did their, did their role perfectly, I think. Either representing kind of the, the mindset of the country and military at large, you know, representing maybe more of the grassroots... Uh, uh, you know, psychological ramifications of this outing of friends and family and neighbors just, you know, in the in the country and the people doing the real work 
being humanized to the nth degree. Yeah, woke Twitter, you know what I mean? Essentially. Coming after people. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, but I did like, uh, essentially the 86, of course, were the main characters and all, like really the interesting part of the show. Yeah, right. But it was kind of interesting to see this group of children that were out on this battlefield essentially having like the older kids take over the roles of like the most adult and then... You know, when they would lose somebody, like you would feel it even as like an audience member, like was watching the show. Angie, like when she lost Anju, Di- yeah. Anju, when she lost Diata or Daya, Daya, that that hit me actually pretty hard, man. Because like, but like, I so I was thinking the whole time, why don't they just like bang and get it over with, or like, why don't they just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like they're clearly in, into each other. Those two, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think it was kind of a well, they won't. They he was just a little too forward. Well, she just wasn't having then it they're talking reserved. about they know from the start that they're on this suicide mission. Yes. And so then the yeah. point is like it's more terror to themselves if they do make this blossoming relationship a thing, right? Exactly. Like it's much worse if you do actually date, you do like get married, you do have kids and then you lose your wife, right? Yeah, or right. lose your husband. Exactly. Then it would be if it's like a will they, won't they like love interest it's more we know they sh- they want to but they under they're they're so kind of forcibly matured to understand that is it really worth it well yeah but they're all they all know that they're dead like yeah. they're <laughs> they were dead on arrival to spearhead right yeah, like right. this unit is literally built and this is the big crux i think of the show or like the big kind of i guess moment of like realization like oh shit yeah when they're like so they're like they do a good job of having characters in the 86 talk to each other without uh um what's her name lena being able to hear yeah yeah yeah. saying like you know we're torturing her we need to tell her you know that kind of thing yes and they're they're all like different groups saying this Mm -hmm. and then they finally when they like finally like spill the beans it's like oh shit this group is literally made to go into the most dangerous areas just so that they all die. Yeah, because I remember that realization for me came in the form of, wow, these are the best of the best. Oh, wait. It's not just, it's it's not because the squad is an elite squad. It's literally, fuck, we can't kill you. This is where we make that happen. Yeah. Right. So, what that, that line that I think that Shin said where everyone, it's typical to be only about a year, like everyone dies within the year. If you can't die within a year, you get sent out on one particular type of mission. If they still can't kill you out there, they send you here. And that's a 100% success rate. Yeah. Because they just go on a special recon mission and they just go and that's it. Out to the farm. Yeah. And I will say it did seem like very, very fast progression from like 10 members of this group down to like five. Five. It was like literally two episodes. And I'm like, I think they started with 16. It did feel like very quick. And um, like, I felt like the, the weight of that was very evident through the show. Yes, it was. And as, as it got whittled down, you can kind of feel this creeping of hopelessness for them. Like yeah. On the recon mission when, you know, they're down to one juggernaut. And I what just, the fuck were they smoking going out there with the rifles against these <laughs> like yeah. ha- like these artillery machines? It yeah, was so right. weird. Yeah. So at the very end, I don't know. But if- why throw yourself into that? Ba- it made no sense to me. Why would you just throw yourself into this battle? Like the the last one where Shin was kind of 
him and then the the four of them, they could have just left. Like they had free reign of whatever they wanted to do. And I think that's I think that was kind of the theme for Shin's arc of having to shoulder everything on his back. And in the end of the day, it was always a hopeless situation. Like we're gonna die anyway. Might as well do it with each other, in my mind. Right. But they also had the ability to dodge <laughs> all of these legion. Yeah, right. Because of Shin's ability. Yeah. They could have all lived together. Like, you know what I mean? They could have yeah. been a family by themselves. They knew how to fish, like, with freaking <laughs> branches and, like, rope. Right. Yeah. They were in towns or cities that, like, still had shit in them. Yeah, like, right. It just seemed, like, uh, almost too nihilistic for a group that has been so good at surviving. And this show just has that air of nihilism. And I think it leans a little bit too hard on that sometimes. Like you're <laughs> I saying, think so. Yeah, right. It leaned that way when, you know, there could have been hope, right? They didn't, it, I don't think it had to because Shin's, Shin's logic was we can't dodge them. We have to fight. So I'm trying to protect you guys. But that was just that one instance. Like yeah, they could right. have just went the other direction. Yeah, let's, it's not like they, yeah, because they kept saying over and over, we don't have a timeline. We don't have a destination. We're just going to keep going and try to survive. Why wouldn't you try to, like you said, go the other way? <laughs> go the other way. It just, it was very, um, I would say that was the only like negative for me about the ending. It was just okay. like, why do that? Uh-huh. And, and I needed just like maybe one throwaway line that explained, you know, cause they tried to say, well, you know, we want to die on our own terms. It's like, why do you have to die at all? Yeah, right. Just seemed like they were doing okay. <laughs> yeah, they're whittling resources, sure, but I mean, they seemed survivalist enough to make it work. I, I, I don't. You're right. I don't know. I, I'm kind of more, where I'm excited for this to go is Lena, kind of really doing, starting to do the legwork to figure out what's going on. Where did they go? Am I getting the full truth? Because I think she realizes that. I just thought her dumbass was going to go out, like fly out there. Oh yeah, like go with them is what I thought was gonna happen. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, no. But, <laughs> but now, like, what? Are they, what is she gonna do? She doesn't have a juggernaut. Well, she. They just flew in new juggernaut. She could just take one and she should. Get it. She should just finally get out there and go do it. In my mind, she's essentially is she just a traitor to the country now? No, no, no. She was there. She was, she under was house on house arrest, technically. Yeah, house arrest. But <laughs> illegally firing off mortars. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a pretty easy slap on the wrist. It's good to have an uncle in the, at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, but she was like, so I have time to come visit like District 1 Outpost and like see my next group of Spearhead. Yeah. And so she's like, she was flying back with the cat. That was like yeah. the end. Too little too late, bitch. Like, come on. You should have went out there earlier. You should have gone out and seen. It just seemed like, why didn't she do that? You know, she was like spending so much time talking on the the raid system with them she was like trying her best to like be a real person with them like to a certain degree yeah it's like you you have to be able to fly out there if you wanted to yeah exactly it just i don't know so i just, like this was a great show and then there was just some things that like bugged me about it enough to where i'm like i have some inner inner turmoil about it it's it really does paint a bleak picture. We've watched a lot of shows in the past that do not paint humanity in a very positive light. Yeah. You know, and this is kind of one of those shows, but it's a pretty heavy handed kind of 
situation we got going on here. 100%. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, the worst of humanity has to offer and seemingly the best caught in the worst situation, right? But again, some things feel a little too convenient, which season two, I think, will no doubt clear this up. The writing and pacing were so good that I wasn't necessarily bothered by much of that. Um, But again, some details that were pretty pivotal, pretty nihilistic, walked away, pretty sad boy summer energy doesn't mean the show was not worth watching. I would very much like to watch that season two. Yeah. And uh, just a couple more thoughts. I think like the show, like you said, very sad boy summer, but I felt like every scene in the Republic was like almost unnecessary because like nothing was being done in the Republic to begin with. It's just her like, being told, well, there's nothing we can do about it to, by everybody, right? Yeah, right. And that's supposed to be a good enough excuse. And, and you know, to be honest, I see that in, like, corporate America at your job sometimes, yes. right? It's just, like, there's this obvious problem that I know about and maybe a lot of us know about, but they're like, well, nothing we can do. Sorry, my hands are and tied. It's like, I'm like, no. That is a bad answer. Yeah, you are the ones doing the hand tying. Yeah, like, we th- also th- know that there's a problem. So, like, what the fuck? Oh, you know, it's just, you know, this is just the way things are. You know, sorry. Like, Yeah, this is how we've always done things. So, I mean, I do think that this show, you know, while being reductive in a lot of, I guess, tropes and even sort of visually, yeah, frankly, right. um, it has done a really good job of highlighting, I think, very real human emotions and like real human experiences that exist even for like people like us. Yeah, from the framing to cinematography, every detail of this. No etchy, really. No, no so, etchy at all. And etchy, yes. And it's uh yeah, they they came to talk big topics, and I think what they had to say was said well. Um they didn't try to overextend themselves. They put the effort into polish, yeah, and you know, really ca- like cultivating, you know, kind of some semblance of humanity and that where it can shine in a sea of where it where it could be at its darkest. And these this dichotomy of you know a society that shuns an entire group of people, whereas those people show what the best humanity has to offer. I always kind of like settings like that. And of those shows that try to paint that picture, this one could be one of the better ones to do that. So in my head. But like Shin at the end, like dies. And he his, does die. His head is captured. So he is now going to presumably be a shepherd. But what I don't get is he knows he's about to die. Why would you not shoot yourself in the head knowing what's going to happen? Yeah, I think he had talked about it. Or no, not talked about it. Sorry, thought about it. Well, Because um, he says, whose name am I going to call? Yeah, right. Which is creepy as hell. Yeah, and just knowing that as a fate is probably one that's worse than death. Because we saw his brother. So kill. I don't understand. Like, why would you not kill yourself in your stupid cockpit when you get jacked up? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, and then there was this this other piece of symbolism that I figured we should talk about. Yep, yep, yep. So at the end of every OP, I believe it was, this mm-hmm. uh, flower would continually show up. It's the Higenbana, the red spider lily. Yes. Now, this, this flower is in a lot of different shows that deal with these concepts of death. And Most like, notably in Promised Neverland, yeah, actually. And then uh, as well as like Tokyo Ghoul and stuff like that as well. But uh, supposedly, it's a flower associated with final goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And then legend has it, these flowers grow wherever people part ways for good. 
Wow. In old Buddhist writings, the red spider lily is said to guide the dead through samsara, the cycle of rebirth. Red spider lilies are often used for funerals, but they Uh, are also used decoratively. Okay. So, I don't know. I just... Y'all thought you were going to learn nothing today? (laughs) Really? It just seems like every time that there's a show where they they get like super aggressive about some type of foliage or flower. Some kind of flora. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some like deeper meaning to it. And I think Japan, of course... Uh, with their you know obsession with kami and stuff like that of all of these things, yeah, right. There's a lot of symbolism in like Japanese culture for for things like that. For and flowers so, and, and I think what was her name, Kea, that she, her her insignia was the cherry blossom because of its finality. Like they all bloom at the same time and they all fall at the same time, and she liked that sentiment. Huh. Um, since so, she said that's my symbol is the cherry blossom. Um, but yeah, this the symbolism in this show is great. Um, that they do such a good, good job, like fleshing out a backstory with not a lot said. Yeah, honestly, like the efficiency here of lore making was superb. It was great that you could like people taking certain actions. You're like, oh, that makes complete sense why they would do that, and it and. It gives us some insights on these characters without having to be like, hey, this is Theo. He's from this and he did this in his past and cutscene, cutscene, foggy memory. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's not that. Vignette it was, on vignette. a memory. <laughs> a sepia memory. Yeah, wobble, 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 <laughs> flashback. It's, it wasn't that. It was very subtle. You know, he, he, t- he would say some stuff about his old commander in passing and it one knitted together. It was very natural, but a very fleshed out story for that character. So goes the rest, right? And I almost noticed that not many, if any at all, except one of the Alba's backstories were flushed out. And I kind of like that, that they did all the work of fleshing out the backstories of the quote unquote non-human pigs. Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit about the Alba? Who gives a shit about the Alba? Um, It it does feel, I, I would say if you guys are looking for like a comparison... I would say Attack on Titan is probably the closest just because it feels very like humanity on the brink of destruction. Whether that's the case or not, we're really not sure at this point, but it's it does up- feel it- like they're losing the battle and it's close approaching. It's an uphill battle for sure right. that, that's being fought with. Which like the whole first four seasons of Attack on Titan felt very much in that vein. Exactly. Or three seasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we got to do it to them. And at least for me, the score is baked into the title, baby. It's a fucking 86. Wow. Out of, it's an 86 out of 186ers, baby. We're they going should have named throttle. it the 100ers. <laughs> should have named it Should have named it the 100ers. They wanted to go for gold. It just seems like they were they okay of, with a B. <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? I don't like half measures. <laughs> I don't like half assers. Yeah. Call it out, call it the unders next time. <laughs> the one hundos. That's it. Uh, I'll go with an 82. Okay. Uh, I uh, what 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 dropped it into the lower eighties for you that you know because I couldn't I give mean, it a ninety like an essential full lack of information about anything frankly right like this to me is almost like a thought piece or like a glimpse at one unit that we all know that we know is going to get decimated yeah and like really at the beginning of the show and the end of the show nothing has happened if you really think about it right we have character development and and Lena and. Here's to hoping that season two is her doing the due diligence to right. uncover this mystery. But um, like as of now, nothing has changed between the beginning of the show and now because 
all the characters we spent all, all of our time with are dead. Yeah, right. Except for Lena. Yeah. But she's in a much worse position than she was. Now she's on house arrest. She doesn't have science bitch as her friend. And she's on the precipice of Her uncle ba- is pissed. Like, <laughs> she's not in a really good spot. Right, and she's on the precipice of And she's just got a new cat. On, and she just got a new fucking cat. She's got so much on her plate now. Unraveling the mysteries in the under, underbelly of the Republic. She just, like, and stops she's got a fucking being cat, a handler. Dude. She stops being a handler just to, like, pet her cat. <laughs> yep. That's it. Um, yeah, I gave it an 86. The world, I'm a big fan of worlds that feel lived in that, you know, it's not information that I don't get about the world. It's, I... You, pref- a- you specifically like worlds that are vampires? Yes. Oh, where all this vampire? vampire. Uh, I, I, like, I like the worlds that feel like they existed long before I showed up and will long after I'd leave. And this one felt like that. The, the, the information that I got was very targeted, very well paced, very well written. And I'm excited for season two. I think I'm going to get the answers I want. But if I don't, you can kiss that 86 score goodbye. Kiss it goodbye. Uh, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for coming to class. Sorry, I got a little got a little heated there for, for a hot minute. I mean, for 11 episodes, for, for it yeah. to be able to have enough depth for us to carry on an hour and eight minutes or hour and 10 minutes. It's pretty meaty, And like, dude. frankly, I think we could probably talk for another 20 minutes about it. We probably could. Um, I'd say it's absolutely worth the watch. You yes. know, you may not give it an 86 because there are problems for sure with the show. Yeah. And if, if you like um, completion like I do, like there is some things that just make you, you kind of, you know, struggle with it. Yeah. If you, but, can, if you can make peace, you're not going to get all the pieces. Yeah. You're not going to get all the answers. Then this, but this show is, it's clear they set up something really unique here. It, We've even got if it, a lot of questions at the minimum. Yeah, right. They they set up something with a lot of polish. It is reductive, but it's unique in the way that it's uh, it feels focused, feels tight. It set out to do a thing and tell a certain story, and I think it did in spades. So it's all good. Agreed. Yep. So thanks y'all for coming to class. Hello, YouTube gang. I'm actually going to do the videos this week. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, all the links in the description to everything with our Patreon and all that. You know, dollar and up gets you into the Discord. Three dollars up gets you to the syllabus sidebar. Our lo-fi high vibes anime or sometimes non-anime content, you know, sometimes visual, sometimes other stuff. It's a train wreck of a pitch. I'll get it back next week. It's fine. Yikes. It's fine. (laughs) But yeah, it's very loose form. Come over to Silva's (laughs) sidebar. You know, I can't they can't all be can't all be winter pitches. Yeah, I'm not even gonna run it back. I'm not even gonna run it back. I wouldn't. No. (laughs) I just want to go home and watch more anime because I haven't caught up on any of the seasonals this week. Oh, I've I'm all up on it. I even added a few extras. Ooh, okay. I you know those like YouTube channels that show you just like cool fight scenes and shit from anime. Absolutely. Like random anime. Yeah. Well, there was this one from it's called Sarate Ginko or something like that. Okay. Um it's it's your average, like, Isekai comes in oh. and is some ridiculous oh. swords fighter. Oh. It's more like my type, not your type, you know, where they're just like a garbage show. Well, you said Isekai, and that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but you didn't like a Wise Man's Grandchild. Because it was trash. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is a trash show. But oh, this- I do have to vent my frustrations slightly. Oh. If I have to watch one more fucking show with a little girl, Fox Girl, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Like oh my how God. I rebuilt the kingdom has one. This yeah. show has one. Like fucking what uh, raccoon bitch from uh, Shield Hero. Shield Hero. Like don't you fuck up, Raftalia. She I'm gets just a pass. getting really, really tired of that. Oh my like, God. Like why is everything got to be beast people? That of course, like. 
for some reason the main character either wants them to be their little sister or wants to bang them. It's just like <laughs> Ethan's mental state is on ever thinning ice with each passing fox slowly. <laughs> it's so annoying. He's he's one one more step off the edge. If I see one more set of ears go, I'm gonna be I'm gonna lose it. Oh my god! Until Ethan finally snaps from reality, I'm Ricky <laughs> and I'm Ethan. And this has been a reality <laughs> deuces. Bye. That was terrible. I saw the look in your eyes, dude. You're about to I'm go red. I'm, 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 I'm about to go. I'm about to go ballistic. Ah. Got